Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Shade. Sunscreen. (laughs) Friends and family! Brothers and sisters! Welcome to the Late Night with Talking Podcast! You just blew everybody's ears out, dude. Fuck off, dude. Boys, update. Oh, well, precursor of the intro. All right, our guest this week, known as a madman when the surf gets double XL, 2007 ride of the year with a monster barrel at Porto Escondido. He's a standout at his local spot at Mavericks. He'll pretty much go on anything, but not because of a check or sponsorship, but but for the pure love of the rush. <laughs> Did I get that right out? Besides charging, he's an OG Volcom rep, and now he splits his time between the beach and the mountains with Mervin, repping, NorCal, passion, surf, snowboarding, fishing, anything outdoors. How good is he, this guy? He drinks. I love my beer. Ashland. Ashland, but Modelo's too. Modelo too. Yeah. And uh, we love his boys' update on social media. I'm You're looking welcome. for a beer sponsor, if anybody knows. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I'll give them so much content. So much content. Well, Ken, you, you let the you know cat out of the bag. Skin dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bud. 
Dude, we're at the surf ranch and you're scoring. This is a guaranteed score. You didn't. You didn't have to fly half around, way around the world to chase a swell. You. You didn't miss it yesterday, like the you know old saying goes. You, know, you should have been here yesterday. You're here now, scoring. Yeah. Fucking epic. Still scoring. Still. Thank scoring. you to Kelly Sorensen. Yeah. Put Kelly. together the days of Stoke. Kelly on the beach has been bugging me so much to get up in here and do this, and I was kind of blowing it off because yeah, it's too expensive. Yeah, it's too hot. Yeah, the food's too good, but you can. score. Gore. Yeah, and I think it's worth every penny. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's amazing venue, and uh, we, we we say you know modern marvel, you know for sure. Yeah. And the service, the staff, the food, They're the and best. Then, and then Kelly, you know, from on the beach, Kelly Swanson like puts these day of Stoke on. He does a bunch of days throughout the year, and we're stoked to be part of it. DM him on the beach. Yeah, on the beach, Kelly. Um, he pulled together like all. This is a trip with all of our close friends and reps that yeah. work with like it's so rad to be able to actually work in this industry with them and then go out and play a lot of people don't do that like kelly is i have so much respect for him because he's the only guy that owns the surf shop doing this in my territory and i'm going that You're guy awesome. that guy is scoring he's yeah. stoked Dude, he, yeah he's, ultra grown out there. he's peaking yeah. like he he's hit his he's peaking right now in his older age yeah, yeah. Love it. Well, good brown nosing him. And he's got his whole family, and there's all, a bunch of families here, which is cool, mm. too, you know. I brought, right. my, I brought my family, too, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to lie. My wife surfs really good. She's got a great style, but she's like, like, oh, it's too cold. It's too crowded. It's too big. It's too this. And then I come out from catching a wave, and I'm watching her catch, like, 20 waves. And I'm, That's so I'm like, she's surfing right now. I'm like, that was more fulfilling than the barrels that I got out here. Yeah. I was like, this place is a family getaway. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't. Amazing. You will never be able to do that anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I gotta sell it. To All me. right, forget about Surf Ranch. Yeah. Where did Ken Skin Dog Collins find surfing? Well, back in um, I think it was 1973. I moved uh, from the Midtown Santa Cruz to um, two blocks from Cowles Beach, and um, I was really sad. I think I was like five years old and sad. Left all my friends across town, and. Um, and I was bummed and my mom walked me down to the cliffs and I walked down to cows and I'm looking down and I'm seeing these people ride waves and it's a beautiful blue day. You're five years it, old. It's five years old. And I'm like, what is that? And my mom's all like, I'm surfing. I'm, I'm going to do that. She's all, absolutely not. I'm, like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then I look up and I see a wharf and I'm like, oh my God, because I loved fishing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fish every day. And then I look over and I see the boardwalk and it was like, seriously, like, playground. what the hell? Yeah. Um, and I was basically like a full modern day beach town Huckleberry Finn, just either catching fish, catching lance, or sneaking on rides, getting kicked out of the boardwalk, and then just doing a whole loop, playing Yogi Bear, stealing people's uh, drinks out of their coolers when the family swims. Like, seriously, like the best days of my life. Yeah. Just walking I, and dipping down that beach. Yeah. I, we, we grew up on the beach. Well, I grew up on the beach too. And uh, it was the same thing. Just getting by. Borrowing, you know, borrowing money from people, but not really borrowing. You but know, the lifestyle, the lifestyle is second yeah. to none. And yeah. um, I fell in love with the beach right away. Like I, I, the first day on the beach, like you see a wave wash up, so you're running down and then running away from the whitewash. Like to me, that's that's where my first love affair of the beach started. And then I was like, crazy. Oh, we can climb on that rock and jump off into the. Oh, then we can climb up and jump off the cliffs, and then we can ride the waves. We can throw rocks at our friends. We, we were just hooligans having a. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Blast. Hooligan boyish boyish. You know, with Rad because but, but it, at the same it, time it's keeping you out of like real trouble because all you're doing is like you know, you're doing shenanigans on the beach, but you know, having fun, and yeah, you're taking yeah, snap. One hundred percent, because yeah. we all we all grew up on the on the west side, and I'd say back in the seventies, uh, eighties, and nineties, ninety percent of my friends were from broken homes. I grew up grew up in a broken home, yeah. and um, it's it with lackey children just running them up. I was feel pretty blessed that I found surfing that kind of took, took control of me enough to keep my compass headed in the right direction yeah because i had a lot of friends that went the wrong direction and yeah. so many and just you so, know so tell us about the first day you picked up a surfboard and and what it was and i am um, who were you with and i was by myself i was walking i had cut off levi jeans because i didn't have board shorts yet <laughs> and uh the, it was right when the boogie boards and in the in the surfboards i'd go down there and just beg people if i could borrow a board i'd walk up and nothing can i borrow your board can i borrow your board, can I borrow your board? completely Sean, stop, relentless, repeatability, just like, can I borrow, can I borrow, can I borrow? And, um, and eventually it would, have, it would be all right. People would give me a board to borrow. And um, I, I swear that also trained me to be a rep because then I started driving to shop. I have a knock, can you buy it? Want to buy it? Want to buy it? Want to buy this? Don't fast forward to repping, yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about that day. No, but it just, it was just good training. Yeah. For, um, yeah. But funny. yeah, so I was borrowing boards and then um, you know, I didn't get my first surfboard until like 1976. It was a seven. Board single fin because everybody went to twin fins, so you could buy a bunch of those boards for like twenty bucks. Yeah, right. Everybody's like yard sale, like get these things. And like a, seven, a, seven four, a seven four single fin is a perfect board for like eleven year old, you know. Like, yeah. And and then I so start, you didn't start surfing till eleven? No, that's when I first got my board. Okay. I stole boards and wetsuits for since from eight to about twelve. I was stealing boards. And where where were you? Where was this the spot? Learning cows, cows. I was at cows at all. So what do you mean when you say stealing boards? I had friends that had boards and they'd go to school and I'd cut school and take their board and wetsuit and then bring it back and drop it off and then you get out of school and their suit's wet. And, like, and I'm like, and I got a skid dogs here. I didn't have a wetsuit, I didn't have a board. My mom wouldn't let me surf. In said, Santa Cruz, yeah. that's, uh, you need, need a wetsuit. Wet yeah, and they, they didn't have really good wetsuits either back there too, so it was, it was kind of a fucked situation, but. Um, yeah, the suits didn't dry, like, it, like and especially just, if where. O'Neill's kind of came out with the LD3 or something like that, it was like a full, Overlock rash suit and um, it worked, <laughs> but in all reality, kids didn't get good wetsuits until like late nineties, you know. Yeah, uh, real good ones. They finally got yourself a good suit. One yeah, stretch. And I, and the thing was too, I was pretty much like from like my youth to like probably 14, 15, I was like summertime surfing. Uh, yeah. Whole winter being oh, cold, don't have a wetsuit. Yeah, don't blame it, man. Wasn't into it, and then right around like 
my, uh, you know, eighth grade or something like that, I started, you know, I had a board and a wetsuit and I started just like riding every single day. And I was skateboarding a bunch and I just saw what was happening in skating. Like, there's a lot of fucking dark, seedy dudes, you know, Dwayne Peters and these guys were all like, and I'm like, wow, these guys are fucking gnarly. I don't want to, and I had too many raspberries because I was falling and getting scraped. And then when you go put your wetsuit on, it burns. So yeah. I get 15 inches, put my skateboard away and start surfing every day. Plus the kids that I was hanging out with were so bad that I just needed to, Changed my direction, you know. Who who was like your local Rat Pack? Like, who did you surf with? Oh, dude, it was when I was young. It was, it was Brandy Gargas and Sean Irwin. They're good surfers. Brandy Gargas actually was going to North Shore and getting barrel with Liam McNamara back in um, like '84, and he was coming back and showing us pictures. He ended up going to jail and become a drug addict, and he, he shot shot himself at Stockton Avenue. And that's oh. one of my first best friends. And then Irwin, same thing. Good surfer, hyper, but just lost his mind. Just yeah, it's tough as, you, as as when you're you're young and you you see people doing drugs, you're like, oh, it's kind of you know, I don't want to be a part of that, but you don't know how easy it is for them to just drift off and change their ways well, of this, life. They crazy. clearly didn't have a compass. No, you know, they're like they went full hard, and I think a lot of guys were going hard on drugs. You know, nothing against drugs. I've done, had fun on, but like I've always had a straight. You know, if you ever people heard about me partying, it was usually at a trade show in Vegas or whatever. And then I'd be like six months with my wife. My wife does not party. And like, yeah. so like that kept me, like my wife kept me completely sheltered. And that oh, yeah. was rad. Like I never partied in Santa Cruz. I partied in Vegas and Long Beach. Yeah, and, and your trade shows and, and, and yeah, your sales meetings and stuff. Right, and trade yeah. shows skin dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, that's when I got wild, you know. Oh, people thought like I was a freaking animal of late night. Well, you have a razor? And I'm like, no, I just go out and have a good time. You know, without sure. a doubt. And yeah. so back to the point is like, uh, I just had a whole that whole pack, and then it was really it faded out, and I started hanging out with Flea, Barney, Troy Verosco, and in that whole pack before they got good. Were, were you guys going to the same school? Um, I was like a couple years older than them, and, yeah. then, and then when they went to Santa Cruz High, I ended up transferring to SoCal High. I got transferred over to SoCal High, which is East Side, in the middle of like turf wars back in the uh, 80s wow. and I, w- I was blessed because I got uh, Jeff Lansing was like a real big badass surfer in Santa Cruz at that time same age and uh, he was beating everybody up and he's like what are you doing over here and I'm looking at him in Capitola and I'm like mom lived, moved up the street and he's like holy fuck we're best friends I live there and then just <laughs> took me under his arm and we were just running him up and I was hanging out to Adam Rapogel so I basically like you have, you have both sides. Being going to going to high school and knowing all the West Side Groms and then knowing all the East Side Groms, I was, and they knew each other from the contest, but they didn't hang out. And like, I was like, hey, there's no parties on the West Side guys, but there's something happening on 34th Avenue and I get over here and the like, guys would ride their mopeds and my bikes over and like, so and then like, same thing, you'd be like, oh, nothing happened over here, but there's something happened by UCSC. And like, yeah, it's a whole nother world like opened up for you. You had, oh, access. Yeah. You had access to like a, a whole nother. Well, and, and more importantly too, like, I opened up an access of friends. Like I have a big yeah. group of friends in Santa Cruz because of that. And, it, and it's rad because the East Side, in all reality, has kept the roots where like the West Side got bought up by Apple, Google, Amazon, Netflix, and uh, Facebook and Instagram. <coughs> and all these guys bought all the houses and pushed a lot of people out of town. Where I went to high school at SoCal High and I'll go down into the SoCal Village and get some food there and I, I run into like Everybody 20 people. Knows. So there's still like Routine. roots there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So tell us about that. like that territorial aspect of, of 
East Side versus West Side. Like, where's it? Where's the draw? Where's the drawing line? Well, for our so they, it's gone now. Basically, everybody like we were actually arguing and being dicks to each other for no reason because yeah. it wasn't crowded and it was seriously like everybody over there were really good surfers and everybody on the West Side was really good surfers and. Uh, there was this like, you know, I don't know, it's trippy because I see it all the time. Like, I surf the East Side a lot now. Yeah. And um, not many guys from the West Side surf the East Side. Not many guys on the East Side surf the West Side. And I'm going back and forth. For me, it's good because, you know, you get a bunch of waves. To, you start, you know, people are, are fucking wave hog and then you hop on over to the East Side and, and then you can wave hog and then you don't, you don't burn a hole in uh, a shit. Yeah, you're, you're, you're splitting up, you're, you're burning, you know, stakings. Yeah. My stakings and whatnot. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we, no one fights with each other anymore because you're basically battling uh, an army of new participants that are, you know, showing up in a, with wave storms and whatnot, yeah. like clueless. And uh, and then you know, on top of that, UCSC they've always had a, an infiltration of a certain amount of kids trying. So you're always battling them. Um, I think Santa Cruz has got such a good vibe right now. There's so much talent. There's a hundred insane kids coming out so it's like a bunch of piranhas I, it reminds me of the generation of flea because i'm a couple years older than him but his generation had a probably 50 really good surfers that came up yeah i mean i was in that generation but like down the coast and right. i come up and you know we're hanging with karen Moore and josh mulcoy and and you know homer renard and, and um, omar and omar and, i mean i can you mean, know like and there's julian Sacon, you know like there, yeah. there was like a million guys where we'd meet up and, and they're like, still fucking ripped they're all oh, ripping right now for and, sure i like, mean it's incredible like, look at tony roberts he was one of our oh, guys, our, main, our, our main guy and he uh he's down costa rica still laying down super insane cutties i, I, I hung out with him last february right before pandemic you know like the in 2020 and right. it was epic did like Spend a week with him. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I look at him and I'm all, he's my inspiration. I'm all, that guy's still throwing down styly turns and ripping. I'm like, I gotta keep going because um, it's, it's one of those things about when you get older, you, you know, like sometimes you lose your drive or whatnot, but you see like guys like him and you go, all right, sick, I'm gonna keep charging. Yeah. yeah. I, I, his, his, I mean, he's had his hands in so much over yeah. the years with his career and, you know, the side of the artist. Yeah. The way he's able to catalog like what he's, had pre pre oh pre uh, you know uh, electronic era you know where everything's on film and slides and stuff and the yeah. way he's been able to make manage that is just phenomenal well he's actually went through like one of the golden like him and nelly basically shared the golden block yeah you sure. know tr kind of bounced out like you know and, and and murdered it like he got us all careers and yeah. then he kind of bounced off on like world touring and whatever with the, the quicksilver boat and, yeah. and spending more time down south of the border and uh, Nelly came in and just started murdering it and like he took it to Mavericks as well like you know what I mean not scared going well like, TR did, didn't participate with the Mavericks side he did all the progressive side of it yeah, you know yeah. all the he made all the Killer O'Neill videos back oh yeah and like his own progression sessions and his his um you Everyone. know he, he's got so much content yeah. he killed it too dude on the skateboard he's like dude yeah. he's in that forefront with that and then you see us surfing like Magic, I'm so stoked I was able to um, experience it with that because yeah. besides me getting a bunch of killer ways and progressing or whatever, I got to watch all my friends like blow up, blow up yeah. too. Like, I mean, that's a talented so, group. That's of, so TR got us all cover shots. Like, yeah. 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 Right? Even cover shots. You guys are like competing within your own like community and peer group. Like to watch friends get covers or get on tour or blow up. I mean, it's just the bigger town on the map. Is, let's back well, we, were, we were not supportive by any means, though. We were like more like, 
fuck you in your face. I got the fucking cover now, bitch. Like, well, like, you were like, you were, just, but that's the underlining, nope. like, jab that's going to get the nobody, other guy. Nobody, nobody was sitting there going, you're killing a great job, Jad. Like, that yeah. fucking pretty small way, whatever. Like, they'll, <laughs> like, they'll fucking deflate you the whole way. But, like, as we were older, we're laughing because we, that's, yeah. we were throwing gasoline on the fire. Yeah, that's what but it takes. Let's backtrack a second. So, you're 15. Yeah. When you started, who was your first sponsor? And um, Pearson Arrows, basically, we were hanging, I, I hung out at all the surf shops. That was another thing, too. I, yeah, that's a, I do not know why. I kind of look at it and go, fucking laughing child, no parental guidance. And I found myself riding by the house surf shop and seeing all the fiberglass chunks on the garbage. And I'm like, because I went to Natural Bridges next door. And I'm like, oh my God, all the layers are so beautiful. Like, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, I want to work here. And they're like, here's a broom. <laughs> and after a couple of days, There's I, a I, realized, I basically just wanted to people watch and get to know these guys or whatever. Yeah. Just, what shop was that? I was, how surf shop okay. and I, I worked for like two weeks and I think I made two bucks I was like sick alright so then I started hanging out Arrow because there was more um, and that, that was when I was like more like 12 years old and then like um, like at, I think I was like 13 I got my first custom board from Bob like I got nice. a twin fin shaped by him and it was like basically he's here's all here's so, he's all here's a broom you're gonna work for your board and I'm like sick so it was like sweeping and taking the garbage out and, and um, vacuuming the shop or whatever and uh, he was basically a big component of me growing up without a father is like hey you can hang out and surf all you want but when you're done come over here and, and do some, be productive keep you busy yeah. and, be productive yeah. get some shit done and, yes. I, and it was rad because he was also really cool in a sense like alright you're doing killer let's um, let's lay up some uh, well, let's put some fin boxes in like he's taking a 12 year old kid and letting us router out fin boxes and yeah. sometimes we're fucking up and having to re-router them out but he let us you know, like some, some, some people won't let you do that and he's like Go ahead, right on. And um, if you made too many mistakes, he'd cut you out. But I, I was so stoked because I was doing uh, the fins. I was doing, and then I got into airbrushing. Wow. And that was like when I really started like thriving in my own personal way because I, back in the day, you needed to have a kick. Well, kick us airbrush to get shot in the magazine. But <laughs> we, we, we talk about that all the time on how we would look at the magazines and all the pros would have their kind of own look and you would doodle at home and tweak it. Whitney Morris. I want to do, yeah. yeah, yeah you like, get six boards made up and it was a thing. Everyone yeah. had like, you know, the, their own spray. Yeah. It's like yeah. Spray. Tom Carroll had his whoosh. And yeah. yeah. Potter yeah. had his. And so like, I, I and I had a really good eye to make that kind of shit and I remember like, it was so rad when I like, get like a double lightning bolt uh, on the rails and then Peter Mal gets a two-page spread. And then big WS West Side on the badge on the bottom of Lee's board is a two-page spread 360 here. That you, you drew up. And, on I, and I drew and I drew, did these airbrushes and I oh, got cool. and it was rad because I got to it was a job where those guys would come in and they'd be all all right here I got two two doodles, three doodles and we'd just be all right, crack a beer, smoke a joint and I'm all, all right, I, I think I like this, but I'm gonna do this and, and just go at it. And it was yeah. so rad because your job was like so stimulating and then yeah. watching them go out and tread yeah. on it when yeah. did you get that like was it always with you like we were always like a good drawer or absolutely or not i just saw that um i you saw, saw the air spray I, I saw those airbrushes of town and country and i'm like oh my god and i just first board make first board murdered it like bob let me do it like in, there's, i fucked some boards up too like i you know, Taping, like, bleeding, like bleeding, you know, clear, over, some, some up colors that didn't fade so good together. You know, like turned made up brown. Like, oh fuck! But like I said, Bob still let you do it. And uh, I, I had a career there where I worked there fifteen years doing about six boards a day. So I did somewhere close to fifteen thousand surfboards. And like, whenever I got a killer airbrush, Bob's off. Sick. 
drew a hundred of those, were sent those to Japan. So it was wow. like, so he had a big, yeah, he, he was booming, and he had a wing nut, he had wing nut one. Like, I was doing all these pinstripes, I had it all traditional pinstripe shit dialed, and wing nuts all want 15 stripes on the jack, and I'm like, you're getting four, bro. That's way too much. How old are you? Like 15, six, 17, 17 18 wow. at that point. Yeah. And, um, so you're making decent money, right? Because you're uh, 200 bucks a day. Yeah, it's great. And at that time in Santa Cruz, like uh, uh, 200 bucks yeah. was rent. Yeah. And then burritos were like 250. So I was, <laughs> I was saving up and going on surf trips, you know? Yeah. But that's the funny thing about Santa Cruz. You can't do that anymore. Like, I'm looking at my kids and going, how the fuck's anybody going to rent a room and surf? Because it's 1,500 bucks a room. Yeah. So your food's like, we were lucky because we grew up in an era that you could do two days work and survive for the rest of the month and then surf all day long. Yeah. Like yeah. we were like positioned. That's what Santa Cruz was positioned. I feel like it's really hard for kids to do the, do that now, yeah. especially with the parents that are there. They're, you know, those yeah. Apple Google guys are like, oh, but you got soccer, you got the lacrosse and you have yeah. all this stuff. We're like, we had no parents telling us what to do and we surfed all day long. Yeah. What, what, I mean, so you, you hung out, uh, I mean, you kind of grew up in, at the Pearson, you know, factory or surf shop and then right. like, but you were saying you hung out at other shops. O'Neill shop was a big one too. And I was going to school wanting to be a um, graphic artist. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to be a graphic artist and work like at O'Neill's fucking art department or whatever. I loved all those guys. They were like yeah. the sickest bunch of guys with mad talent. And you'd come in there and they were stoked because they're at work and all of a sudden somebody comes in like on, you roll dude, fucking this is so sick. Yeah. And, um, but that's what right, when I was, right when I was about to transfer to San Jose State to get into graphic arts, that, that's when one of the guys was all, you don't want to do this. Like, what? Why not? They're all, you're fucking airbrushing. You're getting creative and you're stoked. And you get you get stimulation that way. We're getting told what to do, and a lot of times it's not what we want to do. And graphic art fucking sucks like that. I'm like, all right. And that, right at that moment, I was looking at Willie Morris, and I'm like, that guy's making like four hundred thousand dollars a year being a sales rep, and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Can we backtrack though? All right. <laughs> so, so you got good, started surfing well. You rode for Pearson. Did you surf contests or? Yeah, we did. I did contests for a little bit. I wasn't that great at it, but I was good. And um, I um, also uh, did um, like uh, I like to travel. So like Pearson was hooking me up, and O'Neill's gave me wet. Since I I'm not, right now, to tell you the truth, I never had a paycheck where I was like a pro surfer, maybe okay. a thousand bucks a month max. But Pearson did run ads of us that got us on the mark, and then yeah. I started repping. For a uh, counterculture, right? For some clothing companies? Counterculture. Yeah, well, I wrote for. I ran. Well, you worked in. Let's not skip over your counterculture, bro. I didn't know. I wrote for. We're not. A, a beach town. Beach town. Yeah. No, no fear. Wait, beach town. The logos. <laughs> yeah. Beach town. Um, was it? No, it was a bad boys club, and then went to No Fear, and then I'm like, realize I'm all. I don't even like this stuff. Why am I? Why am I writing for this? To get yeah, put yeah. a sticker on and get and wear like four shirt, free shirts that I don't even like. Yeah. So I realized, fuck that. Dude. So I started just wearing what I wanted to wear. So How did you get connected with counterculture? counterculture? Well, um, TC at, on Santa Cruz um, skateboard shop, Terry Camp, and he told me, he told me many times, you should be a rep. I'm like, why is that? You just can't shut up. You talk to me. <laughs> That's what it takes to be a rep. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're in the same boat. What do you yeah. think? We have a podcast for because we right, freaking right. like to talk. Can't even talk to you. Counts can't even burn you out. You gotta come up the podcast. But so like he told me to do that, and he told hit up the counterculture, dude. Those guys are cool. So he Chew is giving me product or whatever, and I was watching 
that they'd hire a rep and they would suck and quit. And they'd hire a rep and they'd suck and quit and hire a rep and suck and quit. And I'm like, For why? counterculture. Yeah. Okay. I'm all, why don't you hire me? He's all, you can't do it, dude. What do you mean I can't do it? He's all, I can chill He's all, you drive yeah. down here tonight. You drive down here and be here tomorrow. You got the job. And I fucking jumped in my truck, drove right down there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is the first repping job you ever had. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you wrote for him first. Right. And, and they kept hiring reps and they all sucked. They all sucked. And like you know how the repping is too. People just, you know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You got to be self-driven. So anyways, yeah, I drove down there. Got the, he loaded me up a biggest box of clothes. And I'm like so psyched because I was really just trying to get free shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so, no, this is a sample. Hey, you know, yeah, it was rad because I'm off. I'm, I'll do it. I went to the first trade show and I had everything in boxes. Didn't even have a wrap. Didn't have hangers. I was pulling I drove up with the boxes. Yeah, and, um, Bob at Surf and Skate was this big dude. He came up to me and he just liked me off the breath of that. And he's all, I'm writing an order right now. I did like a $5,000 order right there. And I was like, top of the world. Yeah. We, yeah. we had the three copies. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there Before faxing, you'd, uh, you'd write these orders. Yeah. Then, have to mail them. Your attitude show? Yeah. Your attitude was Shuey there? No. Okay. It was, it was in Santa Cruz. Wait, okay. Was it John Griffin? The it was John Griffin's show. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, they're laughing. Everybody's laughing at me because they're seeing the cardboard and I'm looking immediately going, oh my God, I'm that guy. I'm kind of fucking totally winging out a cardboard where those guys had like displays and shit. Yeah, like, hangers. So like that was it and it got going and it was rad because I love to travel. So like as a rep back in the, in the, uh, in the 90s like you'd you couldn't get an order unless you drove to the shop yeah and it was, all, it was all there was no cell phones there was no GPS you're like pulling out Thomas Atlas book and finding out where Oakdale is yeah. driving out there and those guys were so stoked you showed did, up did you have night. any guidance from Shuey at all oh dude I didn't listen to what he said dude <laughs> he was so mean he, and so he did not get it hey, he didn't understand the bros he, he told me like when I when I started like this is ending my career surfing and I, I was getting a job at Ruka and I saw him on like Riverside Lot and he's like he's all pretty much telling me I'm gonna fail. Like you need to go to college and you need to do this and you need to do this and this and this and I'm like I don't have time for that. I'm fucking I'm going. I'm ready to work. Yeah. But he was he was so business. He didn't he was understand very he didn't understand like the bro side. But I'll give him I I'll fuck dude he loved me and he gave me my chance. And oh he's awesome. Side. And then like I did that and then I got I did that for a couple years and I was like fucking making good money. Yeah. Because I was training. And how old are you? I was like, at that point, I think 27. Because I was at a point where I'm going, I need to do something besides airbrush surfboards because rent was jumping from 200 bucks to 400 bucks to 800 bucks to 1500 bucks in a matter of five years. So you were you were doing the airbrushing thing. And repping at the same time. And repping at the same time. And then my wife, I got her, she she started working at uh, O'Neill's as the buyer. So she was the buyer and I was selling her product, but I told her she couldn't open up downtown it was fucking gnarly. Like I was, like, I was negotiating, but we were like this kind of like this uh, power couple Total. of like she's doing the buying at one shop, the bigger shop to NorCal, and I was repping these you know counterculture C brand. But I was doing like a half a million a year with it, you know, yeah. and maybe like a million dollars in sales for counterculture. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty good. That yeah, shitty brand. Yeah. And um, what was your territory? All NorCal. All NorCal. Okay. And then I got up, and I'd love to want to talk with those guys. Love me, I'd come up there, and you know, we just yeah. I'd couch surf. I, I I really embraced that whole like show up to someone's house, show them in the dirt in their driveway, and pack it up, go have some beers, and hang out and sleep on the couch. Yeah. And they were psyched on me, you know, like yeah, like that. Because we talk about relationships and how like it, it, you know, 
you, you might be selling counterculture today and then something else like next yeah. year. Who you never know. For sure. You never know. But you know, most of the buyers and most of the shops like-minded people. You yeah. talk shop, you talk this, talk waves, talk whatever, and, and you fucking you'd be stoked to crack a beer with I'm, most everybody. I am friends with pretty much ninety. So all those shops I don't crack beers with. Sorry, bro. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. The thing is, I got so then I then I got I got into uh, I got DDS. That was a big break for me. And then I was like airbrushing, doing counterculture, and DDS, and just stacking cash. Yeah. And my wife, he had the whole insurance thing and dialed, and she was getting fat cash with LDO. So we actually made enough money to buy a house pretty quick. And how did you hook up with counterculture or DDS? Um, they, they start, people start calling me because that guy fucking drives. Like, they're so funny. Back in the day, too, yeah. you, if you fucking drove, people said, hire that guy, hire that guy, hire that guy. Yeah, he shows up. He just came by. He's coming yeah. by again, you know? Yeah. So G- like, GT talked about that. I was, I, I'm the guy that, you know, from was, was in every account yeah, every yeah. single week. Yeah, he's yeah. all, I was there. He, Other people the guy, I took he, their dollars. Right. He'd be the guy there merchandising the sunglasses on Friday. Coming back and be socking up and, and dropping off a twelve pack for the shop kids, yeah. and it, it goes a miles. And I, I, I give away so much product. Basically, I invest about ten percent back into my brands. Yeah. With promoting product, yeah, like seating to the right fucking rippers. And that's how the the industry used to be. And then growing up, like that was it. You give care packages, seating boxes, and just stoke people out. You know. And yeah, and, so, and more importantly, too, making sure because I'm I'm putting people on boards, like making sure they get their dream board, helping them. Like go through the process of finding their fucking dream board. Yeah. Like to me, I feel like I'm a shred shaman, doing the shred, best. The shred shaman. That's shred a freaking shaman. great. <laughs> Trying to yeah. find people. You should. You should their dream that. board. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and it, what's rad about it too is like I've gotten so many people frothing again. Like snowboarding's like people I haven't done that so long. It's so expensive. I'll know it's not buy a pass right now. I got all the boards and shit. I'll get you covered, dude. You're done. Like there's. It's not going to cost a lot of money. And then, yeah. then their whole family's doing it and they're like, so frothing. Yeah. yeah. And to me, it's getting people over the hump and getting them like, just just do it and you're going to freaking freak out. And how yeah. Awesome. All right. So counterculture, DDS. And then Volcom came up on the thing and like we all 250 reps. Like rep what, 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 year, what year is this? 98. 98. I know. So Volcom was around for a while. Volcom's like been around, was around for like uh, seven, seven years. years, but I was kicking their ass with counterculture because I was driving and Volcom wasn't driving. They're just going for those big guys and taking easy money. And um, so when the time came and then all these people applied, I got the job and I was like, that was like, I got on my knees and said, thank you, this is what I need. Like, I, I, I want. This is what, all, I that hard weeks, all that hard work's finally like. Yeah. And the thing is, I want to. <laughs> I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah, like I, I, I'm stoked to be a rep. Like I see guys who rep there. I'm going to be a sales manager. <laughs> yeah, like the freedom, we love you sales managers. The freedom of going up to Tahoe to see an account and then going riding with him yeah. and get fresh powder, or then going surfing with Kelly at on the beach. Like absolutely yeah. priceless. And um, so I'm a you, lifer. You, you. I've been doing counterculture for 22 years. I picked it up in '98, and uh, and like it's 2000. It's almost 22 years. Yeah. You did. Volcom or, or counterculture? No, Volcom for 22 years. Okay. Like I, I got it in after after counterculture. Yeah. 22. I got years. it in 98 and um, like immediately just started driving as much as I did and was just like capitalizing. Yeah, it was so easy. It yeah. was so easy. Yeah, it got yeah. kind of hard around 2008, but for like for seven everybody. years, I had these banner years. Yeah, like, ridiculous. Yeah, what like 
when you were working back at the shop and just airbrush and you'd save enough money, hey, I got rent covered, where were you, like, where's your tickets? Where are you going traveling? Like, you know, we had a bucket list where you're like, I went straight, I'm looking I, at this I, in the mag. I went straight to Hawaii with, and I saw you there. I did 86, 87, 89, 89, and 90. And then it's like, fuck this place, dude. Like, no one's giving me any waves. And then fucking, I'm like, it's too gnarly. Like, why would I come here and get abused by all these guys when I can go somewhere else? And like, I started going to Costa Rica. I yeah. got like Salsa Brava, that whole stretch. I got that. My parents, uh, my in-laws, I got them to move down there because they were moving. Well, move here. Huh? We'll come visit you. And I got like probably five or six insane years at Salsa, which is a fucking slab. It's like the box on the Caribbean. Yeah. You know? And then I hit Mexico and I'm like, oh. Yeah. I got Porto. And uh, there, there was a kid, Sally, he was working at Arrow, and he's all, oh, there's big barrels. And I'm like, there's no big barrels there, dude. You're fucking lying. You don't, you don't even know how to surf. And then I finally went down there, and he's packing big barrels, and then the biggest barrels I've ever seen. And I fell in love with that place because there were some locals there, but there wasn't a lot. And they weren't yeah. just, they just weren't being a dick to you unless you were an idiot. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the macho side of you just like let them yeah. know that they're the boy, and you're just there to pick yeah. up crumbs. Killing it, like I put yeah. twenty two years. Some, bring some swag, leave some money, be cool, and, and yeah. you know, leave on good terms. And but back then, in the early days, it wasn't like that. They just wanted your free shit. They come yeah. and stress sweat. Yeah, now everybody's now. Then I went to a position where people started making money. Yeah, the sponsors started coming or whatever. But like, I got shaken down so much, but I didn't care. I'm like, fucking take it all. I don't care a shit. I just want to get barrel. Yeah, here's take all my board shorts. Here's so, my Walkman. <laughs> yeah. Can we go back to you and big waves and the? The progression and when you started, you know, like how old were you when you like? Well, I, I grew up in Santa Cruz. We're gonna go way back to when I was ten years old. I lived around the corner from Richard Schmidt and Charlie Heitman, and they were like the man. They were the man. guys, and I, I didn't know them as like surf gods. I see them ride by in their rusty cruisers with yellow and red fucking guns, and I'm like, oh, big white fruity hair. Like those guys are the bomb. I should fall on them. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? What's going on? And I get out of here, kid. And I'm like. No, no, I want one of those, and I want to do this. I want, who are you guys? And like, you know, and then they were not, not big yet. They were just shredding, and then you know, living on the corner. And like, within a year or two, they're getting cover shots, and the boys. And I'm like, oh my god, those you're guys, legends! You're the, my neighbors, I'm so sick. I want to do this. That's what I want to do. And so you work your way up from cows to the lane. The lane's pretty big, but then from the lane we went to Sunset Beach, and then to Waimea. And then a few years later, um, I, I found out I don't even have to go to Waimea because there's Mavericks and it's bigger. So that's when I we started cutting our teeth there. Like in the, like '93, I got like my first wave there. Okay. So going back, yeah, when, you, 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 you like you watched Richard Schmidt, Vince Collier charging big waves, and then you were doing it yourself, like shortly what? after, right? Yeah. And like um, like Flea and those guys were going fucking bananas like they, they went everyone like, was pushing each other well we were doing like, it, like let's go back to like 91 92 before we even knew Mavericks those guys were just figuring out how to do 360 airs and stuff and like rat just full rotation airs and I'm like trying to keep up with those guys like, oh my god like and so they pr- pushed me too because yeah you know like beat it kook I'm like fuck off fuckers and we threw like basically every way trying to burn each other and slash each other it was like a full like a gladiator pit of yeah but it pushed surfing and then all of a sudden now we're doing it at Mavericks and it's like the same mentality it's yeah. go fucking like I, you, I'm going deeper I'm going bigger you I'm don't want to go out there and not catch a wave 
Yeah. Because they will fucking let you remind you that on the beach that you didn't catch away. Which is so you're like, oh my god, I don't want to be that guy that didn't get away today. But like, did you have that at like, did you have that knack of like fearlessness or just love, I, or did you have to? I wanted it, but I was not fearless. I was scared. Comfortable. First, two, first yeah. two years, three years, I was scared, and I was yeah. taking these like chip shots, and I was basically doing it. It was like '96 is when I started dropping in in the bowl. Yeah. And uh, and then at like 30 years old, I started becoming very fearless. Like, and then like, I swear from like after a couple what, what was it what was the turning point well, a couple good wipeouts no, no, or no, just couple. And we started toe surfing yeah and, uh, and, and we got that giant Mavericks day on, on 99 and um, I got 100 waves and fucking we got completely blown up and I'm like we survived yeah. and we just fucking go get another one like, I pulled into a giant barrel like you know like you're on and didn't come out and like oh my god I thought you'd die because we were just all new like if you go over there and you eat shit you're gonna die and then all of a sudden no we're alive we're good let's go a little deeper see what you guys do and the way you guys think is fucking crazy. Well, that's how I feel now. Like I quit surfing Mavericks uh, two years ago at 51. Too crowded. I'm getting up slower, and I'm at the age if I get injured, it's fucking permanent. Like if you blow your knee out, you blow your rotator cuff out, you're done. How long ago? Two years ago. You just stopped surfing. Yeah, Mavericks I just stopped surfing. Ago. And I'm like kind of. Bummed he, he's quit before though, but he's kind of crawled back. Well, no, like, I quit before when I got completely so blown up at Jaws. I, I I quit for two months. I didn't surf for two months. I wasn't even gonna surf again. I got so beat up and scared that I was like fucking at Jaws. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, dude, Lord, I'm never doing this again. Tell, tell us about what happened on that day at Jaws. Well, you know, that's when the toe surfing came in and um, new new spot, spot, first time. Been there a few times. I think so. Yeah. Um, but um, the, the um, I don't even know what year it was, but like, we killed it at Mavericks, and we started surfing everywhere. We got ghost trees, and we got fucking Cortez Banks, and then I go to Jaws. So, so and, let me ask you: Were you starting to get sponsored for big wave surfing, or no? Because I was making like I was making a bucket load of money, so yeah. I didn't want to. Volvo's not going to give me any money. They're yeah, like, what are you going to get another sponsor? Because because the other guys were. Right, like the guys that you're oh, yeah. surfing. Lee was getting like two hundred grand a year or whatever. But once again, like I, that's not why I did it. So yeah. I don't care. And I felt like that's one of the things those guys that did it. They felt they felt that it was all of a sudden a job. And then once you didn't become, that all of a sudden you weren't performing. You were bummed. Where I, if I wasn't performing, I was like, fuck, having a fucking low here. But it yeah. wasn't my job. Like, I wasn't failing. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I was just... Big worked. difference. And then you were doing the same fucking thing those right. people were doing. For sure. Which, which I was, which I was is, making is more money. I was making more money than them. And I was also... On your own deal. On my own fucking deal. deal. And I'd say no, this and that. Like, I would just think Bill Sharp, oh, you need to do this. I'm like, you need to eat a dick, dude. <laughs> and like, everybody else was kissing their asses. And I was like, dick. For sure. I was a full dick and I had the freedom to do that. And it was funny because... Um, I think those guys just hated that because you know how it worked back in the day. The magazines had editors. If you didn't kiss the ad, editors ass, you didn't get shots and whatnot. And we were doing things that were pretty unignorable. Yeah. You know? For and then sure. it, and then like and then at 07, 06, I got that big barrel. That's part of the one now. And that was that was my peak. And and how many years were they doing like those waves of the winter, barrel of the winter? That was the just, first that was the, the first, first year. That was right? first ride of the year. But um, we were toe surfing it for probably five years, and I was watching guys get in these. Like, I watched uh, Jamie Sterling get a giant left. Didn't come out, but like just just giant left. And I always had the, um, Brock Little's photo of his big old barrel up in at yeah. on my dashboard of my car, and I would just stare at it. And I want to do that. I want to do that. that. Was my goal. I just want to fucking get the biggest barrel ever and tell everybody 
God, smile. I've got the biggest barrel, bitch. Like, yeah. And because um, that's how we were the, at the lane lot. Like, whatever you did, you come a lane. Like, ah, I'm the boy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's it. And, you you know, know, even if it lasts a, a winter or a or season or whatever, but uh, you get a cover shot, you can ride that for a full year. <laughs> People I watch remember guys would put their cover shot on their dashboard in the cars when they drive up and see it. Like, you know what I mean? Adam and Paul have like four of them. We did that. Love it. We did that. That was our deal. So like, good. So sick. You, know? you remember your first cover? Yeah, 97 TR. I got it at Laguna Beach up north, full hands behind the back barrel. And, uh, and, I, and I know I got the barrel because I had a counterculture sticker on there and a black fly sticker on there. You know, it was an insane chat, don't get me wrong, but I know that they don't put you on the cover unless there's like some politics. And I lucked out in that sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it, it kind of like made me go, fuck, the only reason I got that. Were you, were you throwing your Volcom stickers? And, like, no, that was, that, was, that was counterculture. Oh, counterculture, yeah. yeah. I had a counterculture of black flies on there. Oh, yeah. Anna O'Neill's, and uh, it was rap. Because it, it was bad, badass back then, too, because that was the only content. So people just waited and frothed on it. So like, if you got a cover shot, like you had a, not besides this the full month you had a full year of like yeah the boy you're the, the rooster guy. yeah you know but people cover shots don't carry weight like now because everybody's getting oh, there's no more covers well <laughs> then there's no more covers and there's too many other influences that are coming in and just yeah. flooding but did that pull weight on on the like work side and sales rep side well, like, for me as you walk into the shop and guys are kissing her ass like well sometimes actually sometimes people thought like oh you think you're pretty bitching now huh don't you like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to be a yeah, right. yeah, yeah. How so many yeah. covers have you gotten? I've gotten up. So then, oh, hey, after oh seven, I won that, and ball comes off. So what, what you did you win again? Sorry, fifty five thousand dollars. Yeah, the ride is so, here. So fifty five k, fifty five k, and tell me how you you split it with Coco. Split it with Coco right there on the spot. Yeah, he's up. the Gallus? Yeah, yeah. Wow. he was so stoked. He was coming. To, he didn't ask me. He's all, hey, just wanted. I think you got a pretty good chance, and I'm all. Don't worry, you're getting half. Because I, I, I knew that's why he was he was concerned about it. And I'm, you're getting half of that for sure, dude. He's like, oh. I, I wasn't going to ask him. Like, you didn't have to, dude. You, you wouldn't have been in that position without him. And it takes two. Not only that, I've heard of people not sharing it. And, and there's this like bad juju. And I'm like, fuck, money to me is nothing, dude. I'd spend $55,000 to get that barrel. And giving him half that money, he was able to go buy a house. Did I he helped tow you into that way? He towed me in. Okay. And the thing was, too, I was telling him to tow me in. Yeah. I told him, like, this one, no, this one, no, this one, no. And then he's all, I'm all, fuck, why, why you don't want me to get barreled? He's all, you didn't come out here to get a 10-foot barrel, dude. And then it came, and I'm like, he's all, you're going to get this one. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude. You know, and, and I, I love your social media and your old po you know, posts when you reminisce about like those those stories and stuff. And you know, you flew down there solo, solo without like anybody. And you're like, fuck, I want who's who, what, when? I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure I had it the out. jet ski. I had the jet ski, and it was really rad because uh, it was empty. Like nowadays, like you, like yeah, big wave swells now. You might show up there, might be 30, 40 people out there now, like all yeah. ready to go bonkers. Weird on nobody there probably five guys that were ready to take it on yeah and um yeah it was like a blessing and then so like Volcom asked me after that like what do you want for a, a gift like you you won this award we want to i'm like give me a give me a water housing Sick. i want a camera there why I'm like, just give me a fucking water house and i'll show you why and uh uh tom um tom reese no um uh, the, tom carey oh tom carey i'm all 
I'm gonna pick me up what I need. I want to fish. I want and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking kick some pictures inside the barrel. And he's like, all right, here it is. And he, they got me a Canon 40D, a SPL water housing, and um, and they got me all the cards and everything. And then Tom like set me up with like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna do anything else. Give me the settings. So he gave me the settings, and I went out in the fucking first wave, fucking pack a barrel. And it was extra wide. Like it was like it was only like about. I don't know, eight, ten foot wave, but it went like fish eye just blew three, it up. Three car garage. And I pull on this thing and I just snapped the fuck out of it. And then So you took pictures while you were in the Yeah, bed. I was doing a selfie before there were selfie sticks and uh it was a big fucking twelve pound camera. Yeah, not a GoPro, like a fucking legit size. And I'm not like, lying, dude. First fucking wave got me fucking three covers on that wave. <laughs> and uh, I'm like and it was really hard to like for other people and I and I I had a hard time matching it. I did it for two years and then I put it away. And I, I took a lot of photos. I got a lot of photos in the magazines, probably 24 photos in the magazine, three covers. I got a uh, survey magazine. I got tracks, which is fucking impossible for a, a Seppo American dude. Seppo. For sure. Besides Kelly Slater and those guys and Andy, like they, were, they weren't just throwing Seppos on their cover. Yeah. yeah. And you then I on tracks too. Yeah. And then I got. Um, uh, Surfer's Journal, which was my favorite, because they took everyone took a different shot. That you know, they did a really good job. And where were you, where were the where were you shooting at? And where you just brought it with you, like with the portal, just yeah. like we got towed in and just getting barreled and then getting annihilated with a twelve pound camera tied to your wrist like a wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, you never got. And that was a. Uh, and at that point, I feel like people are just over me because I'm like, oh, oh, now he's getting cover shots with a fucking selfie cam, and like. Haters. No one had a selfie camera. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, sorry, you're a little late to the yeah. game, but yeah, they got covered. It's so funny because I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching all the guys with the uh, GoPros and shit, and they're getting pretty cool shit or whatever. But I, I still think my shit's fucking better than theirs. Like um, this, was, you know, yeah. like Malia, Malia, what is his name? McCullough. McCullough. He fucking nailed the super. super. Yeah. And same with Conley. He he nailed some super sick ones too. Yeah. But um, you know, all in all, I. Not a lot of guys nailed it. Like they're off, the horizon's tilted. It's like there's a, so uh, you won fifty five k for that Porto. Yeah, and then you said he won another contest, right? No, he just uh, no. The it was a, it was a double whammy because they have the monster barrel too. So I got right yeah. of the year and monster barrel. Yeah. So I got two, one? two like two Grammys at the Grammy show. You know. Wow. Yeah. And then um. <laughs> fucking never got Pardon. it again. It's so hard to get those. Like it's so crazy. Like you start looking at like. You start looking like that, then you're just driving yourself not not enjoying the. Well, you're like going fuck, dude. Like, if you're trying to like make a career and nail a bunch of those, yeah, you better write for Billabong and hang out with fucking Craig Long or whatever, you know. Like, and they, they, guys. Well, exactly. That that was a funny thing about it too. I felt like mine. Like, remember I told you I got a cover shot and I had the right stickers. It kind of felt like okay, I got it given to me. It's I'm stoked on it, but getting this dealt right of the year, not not being like I told Bill Sharp to fuck off several times. So like, they had a million reasons to say, nah, I don't give it to him. And they gave it to me anyway. So it made me feel like I earned it on my own. And, yeah, and, yeah. And it also just, I, I gave gratitude on the whole thing of like just paying my dues and I'm stoked those guys I mean, you, recognized you, you know the, the big wave group or, or you know, part of the, the industry. And, and, and there's a lot of guys that are looking for fame and, and make money out of it, which is fine. Hey, you know, like, hey, good if you could get paid for it but there most most everybody's doing it because 
They're fucking nuts and they love yeah. it. No, 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 they love it, but they have, don't, you know? don't, don't get it wrong. It's all yeah. about glory, dude. It's yeah. like straight up fucking charging for glory. Yeah. Uh, money, no. Fucking no. Uh, fame, I don't give a fuck. Glory to boys. I'm going to go to the back of the lane parking lot and go, what's up? Like, yeah. It felt good to be able to go back to your crew That's and, it. Like, and just be able to fucking flex up a little bit, you know? Yeah. How crazy is your boy Peter Bell fucking... Fuck, dude. I saw him doing still that. doing it. I was like going... Did I fucking blow it? I, that would have been the year I should have stayed on because I had the right boards for those. Like you're waiting for that winner. Yeah. And and I'm not in it. That I'm watching him, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll, I'm at 53, and I'm looking at these guys going, "Those guys are fucking crazy." What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. Why would I ever do that? Why? It's like it's so scary to me. Like yeah. I went from like being cautious to completely fearless to being fucking scared now like yeah i don't want nothing were, over 15 foot so were you like i mean what was your is it all mine or are you training like you know like oh we were training we're training just surfing like you're, you're the best tra- training you can do is for big wave surfing was just riding big waves and we had a lot of them you know yeah and, um, no very very little training since i mean yeah doing some push-ups and doing working out here and there and just staying fit you're not in the water but I was never holding my breath I was never walking I always felt like that was kind of a, a big wave poser shit and um, we were definitely a little bit more like loose cannon cowboys smoking joints before paddling out to fucking massive mavericks and, and then just charging yeah and no no, uh, no vest no none of that shit we just did it because we loved it and because we wanted like my buddies were doing it yeah I, I figured if that crew, you had a good supporting crew. If that group, if that group, was, into, if that group was into fucking hang gliding, we probably would have been hang gliding. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're hang gliding now, okay? <laughs> That's what it was in the land. Like, you're doing airs. We're doing airs now. So, oh, we're shooting Mavericks. Okay, we're doing so, that. So Mavericks doesn't break unless it's, what, 20 foot? 15, yeah. 20 foot, right? Minimum. Yeah. And first, you know, paddle out or, you know, like, are you, not paddle out, but are you, are you sitting in the lineup just watching or for a while? Are you catching shit? Like, how does it just that? depends on your stage. At first, when I did it, I was watching a lot. For like two years, I was full flying the wall. I got a couple waves, but like, didn't, didn't, didn't have my breakthrough. It, it, my breakthrough came in 96 when I just got the right board and felt the confidence and got into my, yeah becoming a man, had that man strength and everything. Right around 30, that's when I started like, yeah. just charging and fearless. And it was weird because, Right about 48, I wasn't even nervous anymore. I was pounding out, and I knew I was going to get on ways at the right. You knew you were going to get. I was going to hammered, and you'd be like, "I'm, I'm, I'm going to survive. I survived everything before exactly. to this." Very, very, very. I was tripping. But am I missing something? Um, like, am I missing something? Why am I not scared? Like, why am I not even butterflies? Because I would get that. You're and, sight. Like and then day. I have that, have that run, and then all of a sudden, like, and then it hit. And I got butterflies, and it's actually really scary, and I. Want nothing to do with it. <laughs> is that because of Jaws? Oh, yeah, no, no, that was just because I, I was at that age where I was like, oh, fuck, I'm getting up. Got kids, kids work, you know, getting older. No, I wasn't even the kids. You know, no, I, had kids. I had a million reasons. Wife hated me doing it too. But And then I just started getting up a little slow. And I'm like, oh, it's not a good thing for, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I fell like snowboarding. Death. Life and death situation. I just quit surfing uh, big ways and started snowboarding nonstop. So bring us back to Maver or um, you know uh, Jaws. You're saying you, you you had a scare there. Yeah. So I was over there and I had a plan with Tassie. We we're gonna watch it for half the day because it was gonna be massive, and um and then we're gonna start catching waves because everybody will be tired and done. And yeah. then I um and I'm out there and then uh, Ryan um what's his name the shaper's son um, Rossum Ryan Rossum comes up and says, oh, "Skin dog, drive me," because he knew I was a good driver. Yeah. I'm like. 
no, I'm waiting, dude. I'm waiting for this. He's like, no, drive me. Come on, dude, drive me. I need to drive. I need to. Come on. I'm like, all right, Tassie, I'll be right back. And I, so I drove him into like four bombs. Coming in under people and seeing the double up. And, and you're not you're not on the, the boat in the channel. You're like, you're zipping through the lineup. Yeah. And you're seeing it up close and, there and personal. there were 60 guys out. And what? I, I was like, well, fuck, this is it. But I, I know it. I know how to. Yeah, I grew up in crowds. Sixty fucking jet skis out. Sixty, uh, probably thirty jet skis. Sixty dudes out frothing. And uh, Fuck. so I, um, I am. Um, it's like a traffic And I got. And I was just napping four ways right off the bat. And he's like, "You need to get away." No, 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 I'm kidding. He's like, "No, you need to get away." So I jump on. I got my board. It's got no. T- it was like I didn't put a lot of time in the Hawaii. So like I usually wear booties and have wax and straps. Well, I didn't have booties and I had a wax strap and he chose me in and it was fucking goddamn the biggest wave I ever caught like 70 foot like it was fucking massive I don't understand you, know? you guys and I'm like going holy fuck I don't want this one he's all and everybody just goes everybody, everybody turns and everybody was going for the first ones and going like crazy and I'm on this thing and nobody wanted it every time like, I can't not go so I let go of that rope and I didn't want to go and I knew it and I'm going down the face and it's all and I was slipping out of my straps because I got these fucking howly feet with wax and straps were loose. And you, have, you don't have like a vest on. I didn't. No, I had a, I had a fucking water skiing vest that didn't float very well, apparently. And um, I drop it down and I'm going down. And next thing I know, I'm slipping out and my heels get on the outside rail. And next thing I'm fading and I'm going down straight to the left. And I'm like, holy fuck. And I'm looking at the bottom. I'm like, all right, when I get to the bottom, I need to like, scoot in and punch a bottom turn and Hold right on. when that happened God. I scooted in I tried to punch a bottom turn and you know how your board tracks in the straight I'm like oh and this is not gonna fucking I just fell just ate shit and water blew my face up water just you know you hit so hard like the water skiing and your fucking eyelids peel back you didn't grab a breath and, and I got a shitty breath and got sucked over and fucking annihilated and held underwater probably 30 seconds Enough to pray several times, you know, ask for forgiveness and all that. And <laughs> hope to God I can get up. It was two days before Christmas, and I gotta do some Christmas shopping. I gotta get out. <laughs> I, I gotta get out of here. Hey, thirty seconds in that in that situation is like three minutes, if not longer. Oh, you're, just, you're, you're just going like a million. I, your, your mind's going. I, I I swam up. I swam sideways. I tried swimming down. I was like, there's no current. It was just pinning me, and um. And then I finally came up, and fucking right then, another one just blew me up. And that one fucking hurt. The lip landed right above me. And, um, and, and then I, like, I, it's, it's a, a fucking eight-story, ten-story building. It, hands down, by far the worst physical throttling I've ever had in my life. Yeah. It, but first but, one buckled me and shook me pretty good, but, and, and I saw stars. And, but the second one scorpioned me. And could scorpioned you? Yeah, because I, I tried to dive down. I had a life jacket, and it popped back up. And it, Blew me apart. Oh my god! Fuck, dude. And hey, then, and then when? So for size sake, like a telephone pole. It right? was bigger than a telephone. It was fucking the biggest, hands down, the biggest wave I ever got, and it was a perfect one too. If I would have made it, I would have got a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like so like you. You're so close to this getting away with your life. No, dude. <laughs> I, I was so bummed because I was like, fuck. If I could, if I could have just just pulled it together, it was like 2004. I'm like, if I could have just pulled it together, dude. I would have got the wave of my life of one of the biggest waves. And uh, and then the third one, it was like coming in and, and uh, Ryan Rossin tried to pick me up and um, he, he grabs me and then it, it sputtered out and the wave blew us both up. So now I got Ryan next to me, the jet ski's going on the rocks. 
and I'm like going close to the rocks and I, then the helicopter comes up and I thought he was going to save me but uh, Sonny Miller jumps out and he's filming me dying and I'm like you, like, you fucking guys want to film me rope harpoon my leg or something dude. get me out of here now and um, it got blown up and I was I was going to the rocks I'm all sick I'm going on the rocks on my Maui vacation and last second some dude pulled me off and I was so like shaking, crying, beat. I was like, I'm done, I'm never surfing again. I'm never, ever gonna surf again. I don't even wanna go in the ocean ever again. Fuck the ocean. Like, I was so bummed. You're that close to just fucking. So humbled, so yeah. broken. And what, 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 like, what injury did you have? Like whiplash? Did you rotator, have. Rotator cuff, like total whiplash, rotator yeah. cuff, uh, had, it, it, it pulled pretty hard. Yeah. My, um, my scorpion got me. I got a contusion on my thing. I, I couldn't see out of one eye for like a couple of hours. It was just like buzzing, and then um, and then just completely killed my ego. Throttled. Yeah. Ego was gone. Like so crazy. Like done. And I didn't want nothing to do it. And then when did you? How long did it take? Like for two you to months. Surfing? I started surfing again, and then I'm all fuck. I'm, I I love this, and then I <laughs> jump back into surfing madness that winter. <laughs> And then, uh, but I was I was taking it kind of soft. I wasn't going yeah. hard. And then '06, I went to Mexico and got that fucking barrel. Like I, I felt like that was my redemption oh. from blowing it so hard in front of the whole world. So like, Jaws happened before you won the yeah. But so that was a rad. And then after that, it was like all these guys were all toe surfing slam, dude. You're not a soul surfer, fucking. We're then then I went into like full paddle mode again. And in like 2010, we had the biggest Mavericks contest ever where it was the best day of my life at Mavericks and we had, uh, you know, just I, big, I, I got perfect the final, conditions, everything. Perfect conditions and big and I, I got to the finals so I got to surf like, you know, eight insane waves. Yeah. You know. With only like six guys out so no crazy like yeah. 30, 40 pack out there. And it was consistent. It was yeah. like there was waves no one was is that Is that, I mean, I think that's even more nerve wracking, you know, because it's like, I was still making perfect. No, no, no. Just like with there's six, six people, out? six guys, and you're like, you know, yeah, you know, in my way. First, but the first set took out three, and then one guy, and he's gone. So when all of a sudden, was, we're out there by ourselves. Like it, it was that big that it wasn't like you're sitting on top of each other. Like you kind of wanted someone else to come out to kind of like use them as a reference and yeah, what. like where everybody's sitting. But yeah, like it was insane, and like i just remember going oh, dude this is it this is the best day of my life because i got like seven like getting seven ways at mavericks in a day is insane it was insane. And i didn't get the biggest ways and i didn't i got i got last in the final but I, for my for me it was my personal best and i was like super psyched and still well, goes down as a memory of like and the thing is too like it was like oh you're a toaster for no i'm a pastor for two don't forget yeah. that like yeah and that's and you know what? Too, right? Fuck like, you guys. Yeah. I'm surfing 70 foot waves. Yeah. Eat a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just blown away on all the like, you know, all the talent up in Santa Cruz, but also like all the guys that charge. Yeah. You know? Because it's rare you get like like a group of That guys. was a dogtown moment for Santa Cruz. Like, for it sure. was like this group of guys went from aerial surfing to big wave surfing and there was a and they were wild and then you know then the dark seedy drug side of it too you know you're going fuck i'm so stoked that i didn't follow that path because you know yeah. a lot of guys got caught up in that yeah yeah i mean a lot of guys yeah i mean it's well it was the first time like meth no one knew what it was and it came in and and, and i knew i didn't want nothing to do with it and and uh, these guys were like on top of the world thinking of it they were they never 
there was nobody that did that before, so you didn't see like you know heroin you don't want to fuck with because there's a group of guys that fucking pearl. Yeah. You know PCP angel dust you don't want to fuck with that either. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 method was new. No one knew about it, but you watched it hit and hit hard and wiped out my whole surf community pretty solid. Shook out half of them. And then, did you guys know who was like, oh, like yeah. you know, running it, running it, and not ever said who they were. You yeah. knew exactly who they were. And um, then they went from snorting it to smoking it, and you're watching them really deteriorate. And then I watched it wipe out a whole, like the all of a sudden hit the homeless community. Yeah, like you know, being homeless fucking sucks. You wouldn't want to be home homeless sober. But now they're on meth and now fucking like they're like raccoons on steroids stealing everything like all yeah. night long and you're watching that go down and so you're like you know you're like wow fuck i watched this whole thing happen like it's not in the surf scene no more yeah it's mainly in the fucking you know bars and homeless um all the kids that surf know that's a bad path now like yeah. everybody knows like oh don't don't even listen to that bullshit because we know that there's not a there's it's a it's a dead end. It's a cliff with rocks at the bottom. Yeah, and I, I mean that's tough for any community, regardless of if you're. Yeah. you know, well, in a sport it's, it's hit surfing hard for the, every every surf community's got hit hard with it. And, um, and but we were the first ones, and it hit high profile. Like, yeah. Super high profile pro surfers like Flea Verasco. Yeah. Like fucking office mob rocker. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean. Fortunate for 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 his own life and and, and well, he, for everybody, he, 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 he shook, turned it up. Yeah, he him, turned it him around. Him and Pete Bell shook it around and gave him more. Those were the probably the biggest accomplishments those guys ever did in in their life. Yeah, like surfing's pretty rad, but actually getting off that and living a productive life. Yeah, fuck, gee, that's very very few people do that. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So you you did you know so going back to like work so you 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 did Volcom you know for You're doing it You're doing still it. doing it. yeah doing it still murdering it with Volcom right yeah now. <laughs> 20, twenty two years what other brands you did DVS for a while yeah like well did, I did Volcom straight up the last twenty years and then I picked up uh, Mervin Mervin uh, like when you you know three years yeah. ago and I was like scared to do it but that fuck dude I'm meant for that yeah I love. I love snowboarding more than anything. I think I love snowboarding more than surfing at this yeah. time in my life. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it was like, I loved, you know, I, I you know, Lyndon knows, like, if I have a chance and it's snowing, I'm going to the mountains because it's six foot and glassy. Like, his every his license plate says beach to mountain. Yeah, I know, I, you know, for me, it was <laughs> It was just a- uh, Hipster, you know, damn life. Van life, you know, I had small kids and, you know, weekend, my wife works. I was just like, dude, I, I need to be around for my kids. I can't, you know, yeah. I can't juggle all of this. Well, no, know? it's funny about that. Like, I'm I'm at that stage. My kids are old enough and they're, yeah. they're turning screws with me. Like, I roll up and do demos. Yeah. And uh, my whole family's part of it. That's, like, that, that's insane. Was, that was like, that's one of the reasons I signed up. I'm, yeah. like, I'm doing this for my kids because they're going to get to do this experience. And fuck, dude best boards ever like I, my snowboarding got so much better in like the last two years because yeah. i got the right boards yeah it's incredible and it, it feels just like surfing like today like to me like surfing the uh the surf ranch is like heli skiing yeah it's like you're going to get a sick one and your friend's gonna get a sick one yeah and you're all gonna come in happy that's and that's it. like snowboarding too what i love about it is like you are going to score and there's no rush it's like after you bro yeah tell me how the landing is yeah yeah, there's no doggy dog for for the wave of the day or anything like everybody's so, scoring. So besides snowboarding, are you doing extracurricular like uh, 
like foiling or doing Fuck anything. that, dude. That's, <laughs> That's the kookiest thing ever. It's so funny how every one of those guys got on Instagram and posted their foiling. Every one of them, and no one's doing it no more. I bet you I could probably pick one up pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> like Dollar got into it, did, got his two, three, or four Instagram posts of him foiling. He hasn't foiled in a year, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's like <coughs> I don't know. My, my thing is like, I, 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 I fish, I love camping. I got an aluminum boat, and we just go hit lakes and pull up big rainbow trout, yeah. eat them on the spot. And uh, that's my summertime gig, and then mountain biking. Surfing, snowboarding. Are you doing? Are you part of the Santa Cruz Board Riders Club? No, nah, I really didn't fall into that. Just because I was so busy. Yeah. And yeah. um, you I like it, bro. I know. I like. I saw what you guys did this summer. I'm like, I want to. I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those things too. Like, I'm as a rep. You are so busy. And yeah. Like committing to something like that. But I saw that I'm, I want to be part of that. Yeah, I, I think you. I don't even care about the surfing. I just want to go hang out. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's what, what I do. I mean, I fucking love hanging out with everybody. And yeah, that that's like the new the ASR. Up. It's like the new ASR. You don't get the kinda, thing. kinda. But it's like it's what what's amazing about West Coast board riders and now US US board riders. It's like bringing the generations. You know, all of them together. Age 50 years old, hanging out with 12 year olds. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah. And, and to for me, me, that's like one of the coolest things. What's well, Australian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're seeing like guys, generational, like, you know, like the guys that are, are that were in front of us. Yeah. You know, they don't treat us like the way we treat the younger. And, you know, so it's like you got this now, like they've mellowed out. You know, right. the retired pros are just super stoked to give back and help. And then the, right. the frother pros are just yeah. amped and psyched. And the Groms get all of this experience and all this help and all this coaching for pretty much free. I watched the contest. We watched the contest all fucking day. We watched the whole thing from start to finish. Right. And Pete Mel double whammied. Eight uh, five. No, he got the nine. Whatever. Nichols was an eight. Five. Yeah, nine. I don't know. It was but an excellent. Dude, it score. was. Fu- I mean, the whole beach was. Yeah. We're competing. We're still supporting that. That wasn't yeah. your teammate doing that, but we're all clapping like, bro. But because we're all friends. You, you look at up and down the beach, right? Yeah. It's the who's who of fucking surfing yeah. for the past thirty fucking years. Yeah. And who's coming up? You know, in the, the next future. generation. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got Rufo, Peter yeah. Mel. You got. Archie, you got Chris Ward, and when you've been around, like yeah. right? You know, so you got we, legends, you got the full super pros, and then you got the up and coming. You, you, got, Cosby, you also got Cosby, you got the bros that are just hanging out and supporting. Yeah, too. Crosby, yeah, Cole Pinto, Ian yeah. Crane, like Nat Young was there. I mean, like fuck, it was pretty. Well, sick. I saw what happened at Huntington Beach, and I was so jealous because that was like during the whole pandemic. You're like not getting any of that, and I'm like. Oh my God! Those guys are living the fucking living life. They're living life. Yeah, it's just a really it's just great for the the sport and the community because it ties back to a local shop, a local community. Right. You're doing an after party and you're high fiving like your bros. You're like, oh man, we're all lives are so busy. We right. you know, better see it the next one. You wouldn't know. Oh, be there. Yeah. Run across like people, but then you got guys from San Diego, L.A., Santa Barbara, Ventura. You know, all the way up to and Santa dude, Cruz, and you're like, East Coast. Fucking good to see you. East Coast, like uh, they got clubs going. They got fucking clubs going from up in Jersey all the way down. The I want. That, I'm not gonna lie. That's my my next trip. I want to do is I want to go straight from Texas all the way up to Maine. Yeah, that's Maryland. That's my yeah. goal. Like I want to just go 
hit up every one of the spots and hit up every shop and just like talk, chop up, chop up story with them. That's yeah. cool. Like I don't care about even, I'm at the point now, I really, catching waves isn't my priority. I really want to start hanging out with people because for a long time you're so greedy and you're surfing, you don't even want to be around people. You're like, oh, we're going on a surf trip trying yeah. to dodge people. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah I'm not, going. Like after doing condos, like, I don't know if I can just go find places with like, two guys out. Like I'm dodging crowds. Like that's been kind of my thing. Yeah. Like snowboarding too, fucking fishing, everything. Fourth of July, I'm not down at Santa Cruz Boardwalk. I was up at Crater Lake. Yeah. Like, just hanging out with 40 people on a cliff, just watching sunset. It's fucking bitching. But I definitely want to come and be part. part I don't even care about surfing. I just want to participate and see the uh, the excitement because it, it is bringing camaraderie to the uh, competition scene that was missing. Yeah, for sure. With the lack of what's going on in in, in you know the pandemic and support, and you know it's just it's a good avenue for for the the yeah, girl. Who's this girl? Just frothing. I want to get out there. Yeah, we're we're at the Wave Ranch, and we, we want to get back out there. How do you how do you get back out there? Hey Kelly, can I get back out there? <laughs> is so this, a, is this uh, the last heat? No, I got one more heat. Can I go poach? No, because everybody else wants to poach. But they, they, <laughs> who's who's everybody? I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think, hey. I think you're making stuff up, Kelly. All right. Hey. Well, then I will announce it right now. You and Sean Dollar are coming out with me. Yeah, man. Oh go. my god. Okay. Hey, 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 I want to say thank longest, you, Kelly. Longest, longest reps I've ever had. Yeah. So, lifers. Sharing the love. Lifers. Hey, so we, we're splitting waves. We haven't finished fucking recording, man. Yeah. You're interrupting us right now. Yeah. No, he's not. I was being quiet. You guys dropped. He dropped me. I pulled him in. I just so towed him into this fucking yeah. All right. How going, Kelly? Let, let's, let's give a big round of applause and thank you to. Kelly Sorensen of On the Beach Surf Our fearless leader, the Days of Stoke. Yes. If anybody wants to crack the code and make it to Surf Ranch, you better DM Mr. What is what's the Instagram? KS Wave Co. KS Wave Co. No, no, no. No, no. no. Oh. KS. K Surf. K Surf Wave. Wave. Yeah. Oh, K Surf Wave. K-surf. Or on the beach surf. Or on the beach. OTB. I work yeah, it on, I work it on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to hit them up for next session when all of us are gone. Next one's gonna be insane and then December. September's full, December first, second, third. Still open. Still open. 2022 is in the works. Yes. Well Chalky and uh, Lady and I was awesome talking to you guys. Super stoked on you guys. We gotta do recap. Recap. Ken Skin Dog Collins. AKA Skinny. AKA Skinny. Uh, one of the hardest charging fucking big wave icons <laughs> of Santa Cruz and one of the best fucking reps in the game. Yes. Thank you very much, guys. Thank yeah. you for sitting down with us. I'm pumped up now. All right. Yeah. Keep Peace. Keep going. And all these boys out there. Yeah. Always be scoring, dude. <laughs> Peace. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out WaveKey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Wax! The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And Layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, we're not doing the 90s again, are we? <laughs>
I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.